Lo, it is I, William the Spider, previously on the Reroll Podcast. The party entered Rat Skull Cave to find a familiar goblin face. And you see this bonfire, uh, it's a small fire that's sort of illuminating this entryway to the cavern that splits off in a couple different directions. Shadow finds a new voice. Hey, Screw. Guess it's time for another game of King of the Hill. Tell Bib I said hi. Shadow. Shadow, where are you? Shadow. He just hears my laughter in his head. And acts accordingly. Stop, stop, stop. Please stop, stop. I can help you. I can help you. Don't kill me. Kill that guy. You know, Wes asked Screw to stop. And this is what he did, and bends over and slits his throat. (laughs) Meanwhile, Groth embraces the meaning of friendship. Suitcase! And they end up face to face with Big Hand Willie. It's about time I got to see some action. I look forward to tasting your blood only to come out the other side victorious. This time, I, I got guess. another natural 20. God damn. <laughs> what lies in the rest of the cave? Time to find out right now on the Reroll Podcast. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. Um, I actually want to preface this episode by saying we have managed to strung together this recording to make sure we do not miss a week of episodes uh, by sheer willpower, uh, which is resulting in two of our members recording remotely. So if you hear any change in audio uh, quality for our podcast, that is simply because... Life. They're in the middle of butt fuck nowhere. Exactly. I think it'll be totally fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not going to be fun. But we'll make up for it with uh, really, really average content. Jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, today we're going to skip an icebreaker and just jump right into the action uh, to bring you all up to speed. The last thing that happened is you guys killed Big Hand Willie. Uh, I believe, Shadow, you froze his neck with a chill touch as it shattered and his head went flying. And you guys are in this sort of loot room where there's piles of clothing, shoes, um, sifted through stacked gold or uh, uh, coins on a large table and quite a bit of items just sort of spread throughout. What would you guys like to do? Shadow starts looking through the clothes to see if there's anything that would fit her that she could add to like her disguise kit stuff. Okay. Uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say Flint's just gonna be like bandaging himself because he's kind of fucked up right now. Okay. Alright, well uh, Shadow, why don't you give me an investigation check? 19. 19, okay. Not only do you find some clothes that would fit you, um, they're 
simple sort of linen, maybe a little uncomfortable, but uh, looks to be almost a a uh, like nightgown that would actually kind of fit you. And you also find some commoners' clothes. Um, but while you're digging through, buried under this stack of clothes, you actually find a small chest. Ooh, look what I got. Careful, lass. Bo will come look. I start kind of tossing it in my hands and like, why do I need to be careful? I wonder what's in it. Just shaking the shit out of it. <laughs> do I hear anything when I shake it? Um, yeah, you hear, uh, kind of a soft, uh, soft thud. Um, you'll see a shadowy hand kind of take it out of my hands and move it off to the side and open it up. Okay. Uh, popping it open, you find these bracers that seem to be made of some sort of hide. They have, uh brass divots and they're colored an emerald green color the handle pick it up and kind of carried it over to the others for them to look at looks pretty can you use my arcana, arcana check to see if they're maybe if they're magical uh okay go ahead and give me an arcana check 10 could be. Maybe they're just valuable. <laughs> Shadow will bring them back to her and put them on her wrists. Okay. Arcana check, right? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. That's going to be a 17. Okay. Uh, I think with a 17, um, you definitely get a sense these are magical. You try to sort of scuff them a little bit and they don't seem to work. And you notice the, uh, who put them on? Shadow did. Shadow, you notice that they fit pretty snug around Shadow's smaller wrists, even though they looked bigger. Hey, than her they hand. fit me perfectly, guys. Um, I believe you can spend a short rest to attune to the item to find out uh, what it does. I think you can also just spend a short rest to find out without attuning if you don't want to attune. Oh, to. okay, that makes sense. But next time we short rest, I'll probably just try to attune it. Speaking of short rests, uh, what would you guys like to do? Well, Flint's definitely hurting, so um, I don't know if anybody has the capability of healing him a little bit more. Otherwise, yeah, short rest would probably be definitely beneficial. Um, I know that a few of us have, like, I mean, I have a potion of healing. If you'd like that, I can give it to you. Yeah, I think I actually have one, too. I was just trying not to burn a potion if we can avoid it. Okay, yeah. Because we have potentially another fight coming up, I think. I can speak to an animal and have it attack you? That if you'd like. Okay. Get a salamander and have it crawl into my pee hole. I think I'm actually going to get 16 panthers. <laughs> they crawl into my pee hole? <laughs> All right, line up, boys. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. <laughs> For the listening audience, one time one of our party members conjured No, it's better if you don't explain. <laughs> and Tanner hated all of us for it. It was good. Yeah, let me just roll initiative for 16 Panthers. <laughs> Super easy to keep track of. 
And I'm pretty sure they all did like multiple dice worth of damage too. Yeah, I think they all had like two attacks or something. I was like, this is. I mean, I don't care <laughs> how little damage you do. Sixteen of something attacking you is a lot. Is, of yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, sixteen yeah. minimum damage. That's still what twenty damage. No, that's like thirty-two damage. If you roll well, think about snake this. eyes on everything. In, in melee, you can only fit like eight things around something. So <laughs> that's only up to eight. So that's that means you can s entirely surround two different targets <laughs> okay. with panthers. I've already and lived this nightmare once. <laughs> and if you're wondering who it was, it was me. <laughs> to, to, to shorten the explanation up, it is the equivalent of spamming just one move on Super Smash Bros. Against someone who's really good normally. <laughs> yeah. And them getting really mad at you. <laughs> It's like if you could spam that move 16 times all at the same time in one go. <laughs> Although, could you, I mean, how many times could you cast flying, like, on a panther? Like, on, I mean, what what level uh, spell is that even? Well, I think both are concentration, so I don't. Oh, okay. Let's not, can we? <laughs> no, no, you're not getting out of this <laughs> yeah, that <can> easy. <laughs> all right, you guys also find 117 gold pieces, five silver, <laughs> and 112 copper. As well Should as I a just close the bank of Blackreach. As well as a handful of ordinary smaller weapons uh, and a silver dagger. This was all actually on the front table. Don't really need an investigation check to find. It's all pretty neatly organized, actually. Okay, can you repeat everything you just said about the money? Groth will take that silver dagger. One seventeen gold pieces, five silver pieces, one twelve copper pieces. So I don't know if we've established this. That's in that bank of Blackreach document you guys should all have access to. Mm -hmm. So just take money out of there as you need. Okay, so you guys going to take a short rest? Uh, Groth would like to set up some, like, something noisy just across the entryway to this room. Didn't we Shadow do will that? actually move back towards yeah. the entry and just keep watch. You guys already have a set of bells. Bell trap. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. She's going to stealth up to the other room and chill there. Okay. Uh, Shadow, why don't you give me a perception while you're there? Ooh. Second 19 on the day tonight, so that's 21. Okay, great. Uh, the rest of you, if anybody wants to spend hit die or spend it with the bracers to try and find out what they do, go ahead. Um, but I will say with your 21, Shadow, at a certain point, near the end of your uh how long how far is your dark vision actually uh which will this like keeping watch out here still count as a short rest um yeah i'll i'll say it does that's that's fine okay just so i can attune those bracers sure um my dark vision is 120 feet okay um, at a certain point near the end of your um, near the end of your short rest you see she's sitting near the food <laughs> okay uh, you see a goblin walk uh, walk from where that rope adorned with skulls was the other direction he sort of stumbles in and you immediately notice that and you've probably seen enough intoxicated goblins that this goblin is very drunk. Um, he stumbles through, sort of all, catches himself as he almost drunkenly falls into the fire, and then goes to the back of the palisade by the entryway and begins to urinate on it. 
and it's just swaying back and forth. Did he set off the bells? Oh yeah, yeah, he he definitely would have, and that's probably the, the uh, what caught your attention. Tanner, were you pointing at the map on your screen? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just gonna crouch low in this cart thing that I'm sitting in, and I'm gonna send a message in the direction of um, Star, and just kind of tell Star what's going on. Hey, Star, there's a a dizzy goblin walking around out here um like when when you guys drink a lot uh so far he doesn't seem to notice the dead bodies um all right thank you for letting me know i will let the others know does he look familiar by chance perhaps our uh our poor little crunch or whatever his stupid name was does he look familiar he does look familiar but it's not Crunch. This is Bandy, one of the uh, triplet goblins who you guys saw in patrol a while ago. Okay, what do you guys want to do? And I will say, if you guys want to not act, I, uh, the goblin can continue about his business. Do you want to intercept him or see what he does? I mean, I told Star and I'm just sitting there watching him mm -hmm. trying to hide. So I don't know what they're doing in the other room, but... Shadow, go ahead and give me a stealth roll as well. 19. Uh, okay, great. After a few moments pass by, the goblin finishes urinating and then stumbles back over to whence he came. As he steps over the bells, his foot kind of catches on it and he starts to stumble and lose his balance. And Shadow, you actually see that he goes forward a little bit and against the wall and suddenly abruptly stops, and his body st stops moving. Uh, Flint's just still kind of snoozing, but he's got his hand on his, on like one of his daggers. So he, he tripped, and then walked over to the wall, and then froze. Sort of, he just, give me another perception roll, in fact. Um, it's kind of on the edge of your vision, so I think you would have to move a little bit closer. But we'll say that you can do that with your stealth. Um, I don't know if I missed the chance to do this, but I think Star did want to start making your way over towards the door. Okay, go ahead and give me a stealth roll. As I'm circling around, I kind of maybe lose sight of him around the corner to as I'm trying to get closer, and I got a 7 on my perception. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of looks like hunched over and very still all of a sudden. I, uh, will point back in the direction that Star's no longer in, <laughs> trying to message her, but she probably wouldn't get it. Uh. Star, what'd you get for stealth? I got a 10. Okay. And I just say, hey, uh, he's frozen? I, he's not moving. He's hunched over. Uh, kind of weird, but. I don't think she's in the right direction, so she probably got... I don't get anything. Star, why don't you give me a perception? Uh, nice juicy ten. One, one more time. Okay. Uh, yeah, you guys don't see anything, but the short rest is over at this point, so if anybody wants to join them, they're free to. And then when I get no response from Star, I try again, and I'll send it to uh, Bo and just say the same thing. 
I'll relay the information quietly. Okay. Flynn will pipe up and decide he's probably about to vomit. That's what I was thinking, actually. Flint will kind of just... I don't know. Creep on. I'm going to move up here so I can see what's, like, on the map. Um, yeah, Flint will kind of just, like, meander up here. Okay. I don't know if I need to roll stealth for that. Not for that. You're you're quite a ways away, so... Yeah. Do I notice Star come around the corner? Yeah, she got a 10 on stealth, so I think your passive's a little higher. God, I'm so stealthy. Do I even notice myself? <laughs> <laughs> Bo's moving up, but not very far. Okay. I'll send another message to Star and say, maybe I should try to scare him. Um... Perhaps, but we could also try and capture him for <laughs> information purposes, or because Groth does need a new suitcase. He might run towards us if I scare him from the other side. You know what? I think that might work. Go I'm for going it. to uh, cast Minor Illusion in, like, just past him down the hall. Um, mm -hmm. And make it look like um, you see um, Killam just kind of pulling himself out of the ground in front of him and like pulling up in a strange, like kind of distorted way and then like kind of leaning towards him and just see if. Well, that is terrible. Give me a give oh. me an insight, actually. Insight. Eleven. He doesn't seem to move at all. Huh. Uh, I'm gonna kind of coming from that illusion use Matt, my uh, uh, Mei-chan to kind of push him. His body sort of shakes a little bit. I look over at Star. Do I have a better angle like can i roll a perception again and try and see something better here or like if you want to go ahead and move closer i'll let you get another perception but you'll need to give me another stealth as well it's right. gonna move up a little bit more too okay uh you want the stealth or the perception see first same uh give me stealth first stealth first all right 14 for stealth okay give me a perception uh it's gonna be a 24 it was almost a one but instead, it was 19. <laughs> okay. Looking down, and you're just sort of, we'll say, peering around the corner right under these scarlet crimson skulls that are dangling from the hemp rope. And you see this goblin is keeled over at an unnatural angle, and maybe you catch just a, a glint of the dying uh, campfire light as you see a shimmer of red uh, highlighting a strange spike sticking out of his side. And with your perception, you sort of look around and you see there are these uneven spikes jutting out from the wall. They slide, some of them will like jerk in and out maybe a foot or so in strange patterns in this, this bizarre rhythm. And these spikes are like a brass or a gold and finely crafted with this with this sort of spiral jutted pattern and they seem to be coming out of the walls but also kind of the floor 
and the ceiling itself. Very uneven and very bizarre. I think seeing this star is going to... Is Groth near where Star is, or is Star, like, way ahead of the group at this point? You're a little bit ahead of the group, but I imagine they can all see you. Okay. Um, Star is going to turn back and look at Groth, um, and, like, I imagine she's sort of in, like, a squatted position because she's trying to be stealthy. Um, but at this point, I think she might just be more scared. Uh, she turns back and she wants to, like, make eye contact with Groth. And I think she's going to mouth the words, your god, to him. And hope that he understands that um, she's pretty sure shit is about to get real fucked in here. Oh, you hear a voice in your head. It's Groth's voice. My cock? <laughs> I am God. His cock has the weird spiral shape, just like these spikes, and it's bizarre and uneven. Jail for everyone. <laughs> There's also a goblin impaled on it. Um, but of course, how do you keep your cock clean? <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I don't like any of this. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Flint's gonna move up a little more because he's curious about what's going on and why everybody's so quiet. Um, what, do I have, like, one sentence to respond to you, or what? Yeah, you can reply. Okay. Um, Star, in her mind, I guess, will say, um, I think you should come up and look at this. There's... Interesting spikes coming out from the wall. I don't believe these were here before, but the goblin is dead. So I don't think there's a reason to stealth, but be careful. Flint, kind of, yeah, approaching Star. He's just going to lean in and say, what did you do to him? Yeah, Groth will walk up there as well. Me too. Star leans a little over to Flint and says, just know not to ever piss me off. <laughs> got more of these spikes around that I don't know about. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> and of course, all of you coming up see this uh, same bizarre, strange pattern of a couple of these spikes going in and out. Um, At this point, it's pretty easy to make the connection between the metal work, right? What do you mean? Is it the same kind of metal that was being used for, like, the armor fusing and, like, the same stuff that's on Groth's masks? Mask. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. Okay. Give me indigestion. No, that's a seven. <laughs> With a seven, it, it it looks bizarre. It's unlike any craftsmanship that you recognize. I actually would like to investigate it as well, because as far as I know, I never made any just spikes out of metal. If I was making spikes, they probably would have been just logs. Uh, okay, give me... I would say give me... A blacksmithing check. Okay. And just a side question. Do my bracers start doing anything after our short rest? Ah, yes. Uh, in fact, you are wearing bracers of defense. 
While Thanks. wearing these bracers and not wearing armor and using no shield, you gain a plus two bonus to AC. Nice. Holy shit. So does that stack with mage armor? No. Is it mage does armor... not, I believe. It's a type of sh shield I mean, or if, something, right? Yeah, if they're... They require you not to be wearing armor. Mage armor also requires them. Like, are they technically armor or are they magic defense? That's a good question. I have to look it up, probably. I think, I mean, I would say they probably stack. Yeah. Yeah, I would say they stack. Nice. So you start yeah, with I mean, mage I armor. I mean, I would think they stack, the but I couldn't say for sure. That makes sense to me. So I would, yeah, I would expect the math to break down. Like, you start with what mage armor gives you with your decks and then add two to that that sound right yeah because i mean i don't i think mage armor just sets your base ac it doesn't actually give you an armor bonus but yeah maybe that's i don't know we'll, we'll worry about that some other time okay this is a an 18 blacksmithing check okay with an 18 that's a way to start that sentence <laughs> with an 18 um there's a couple things that you come to realize Number one, this craftsmanship is very old. You can tell sort of tracing, maybe you find a one of these spikes that you're confident is not going to jerk back or forth, or maybe you're looking at the one impaling the goblin, but you can tell that it's partially buried. So these spikes were here before a lot of the natural sort of features the stone maybe even uh dirt um and also looking around you can tell it's been heavily excavated there's chisel marks in the wall that are in line with uh pickaxes as well as several of these have sort of had their base unlocked and they have this sort of housing that allows them to retract and expand but a lot of them are full, so that's why some of these are, are moving so bizarrely and stuck. Um, another thing you notice is the metal that's used is very rare to uh, West Rel. It is It comes from the Far East, um, which is, of course, very strange to find ancient metals from the Far East here. Um, but yes, this is no no pattern of craftsmanship that you can recognize. I also have a question. So the goblin came from like the outside and came in then got killed or came from the place with the spikes and then went to go back and got killed? Came from the place with the spikes and you can see on your map past these spikes, the tunnel uh, or the cave rather takes a turn to the left to go further in. Okay. Well, this certainly isn't my work. Uh, if I if I can, I'd like to break one of the spike or pull it out of the ground or something and stick it in my waistband just to take back to camp. Uh, okay, give me a athletics check. Right. Ooh, that's an eleven. Not great. Can I like assist him? Let me go ahead and explain kind of what happens here. With an eleven, I mean you're pulling on it and you very quickly realize this is going nowhere and in fact at the base of the one you're pulling on you see chips and marring that looks like this was tried with heavier excavation tools to no avail okay um 
Flint's gonna go up to the one that he's pulled on and just be like, like, no, you gotta grab it by the base and pull, and then give Star a little wink and then pull as hard as he can. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me an athletics. Okay. Star throws up. <laughs> it's only fair. Nine. <laughs> you grab the one with the goblin on it, you slip on goblin blood, and now you're all gross. <laughs> <laughs> You throw your back out and nobody likes you. <laughs> and then you start making dad jokes. <laughs> Anybody want to do anything else for regarding these the, uh, spikes? I mean, evaluating what we've seen so far, this isn't like an active trap or anything. They're just spikes that they're trying to excavate, right? Correct. But uh, uh, why don't you give me an investigation, actually? Okay. It's a nine. I, I would like to. You said that there were spots where it had been chipped. If there are any flakes of this metal around, I'd like to just put those in my pouch. Okay. Uh, and a nine. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a trap that doesn't fully work. Could still possibly be dangerous. There is quite a bit, even though the map doesn't represent this very well, there's quite a bit of overlap between the spikes, so it might be a little hard to navigate through. Uh, Groth, why don't you give me an investigation as well? So, like, yeah, after kind of realizing this, uh, Flint's going to very carefully, like, look over and place his hand on the drunk dwarf and just look around and say, All right, everybody, be very careful and don't get drunk. I'm I'm going to assume you met drunk goblin unless you're putting your hand on yourself. What did I say? Did I say dwarf? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I put my hand on myself yeah, you put your hand on myself that it's not the best time to get drunk. <laughs> You take a sip from your flask. Um, I also would. I like to think that while uh, Flint was like trying to pull it out or something, I think Star is like digging through her bag and like she pulls out a crowbar and like looks over at Groth and tries to hand it to him, just to like I don't know. Well, he's like, no, you gotta like pull this up, and Star's like, you could try this if you want. Groth <laughs> whacks it with the crowbar, and nothing happens. He hands it back to Star. <laughs> Totally oblivious. <laughs> Flint pulls out an angle grinder. Uh, Groth, did you <laughs> roll? Yeah, 15. You're searching around. You're definitely looking by the base of one of these where it's all chipped. Uh, and you brush sort of the dirt aside and find a scrap. But I think a little bit more importantly... You find a small crack between ah, the in spider. the dirt. Between, <laughs> you find a small crack between two of the spikes in the dirt um, that looks like it's about ready to sort of be fully plucked off, of, like a, a a cleave in the side that it looks like they were excavating. Star, let me see that crowbar again. Star hands the crowbar back to him um also is does any of this look like a language like the ornamental stuff on there or is it would i not be able to tell without casting something give me a religion check i was about to ask that too because like of the skulls yeah you can give me one as well okay i got a 16 me i got a 19 <laughs> um <laughs> There's something about the 
patterns of the skulls the, the painted in this crimson color and something about the grooves in these spikes that definitely screams religion or some sort of of belief or obsession of faith and it's it's done so meticulously but it's also very old so it's hard to attribute it to any common religious knowledge you might have but no language um on these spikes i imagine that Bo and star wars talking about it and observing and sharing information and to come to this conclusion yeah definitely star has like a nothing in religion so i think she's just like just based on speculation hmm. this is what mm -hmm. i can see mm -hmm. okay Groth, give me an athletics check with advantage because you have that crowbar all right uh 23 nice. i want to note too i'm not using this crowbar the right way i'm like taking the rounded end and like pounding it into the crack just <laughs> repeatedly okay probably should have <laughs> Told me that before I gave you advantage, but we'll say we'll say it works. You, you get advantage for using a crowbar incorrectly. Okay, so you chip away at part of this, and you find at sort of like a perpendicular angle, there's a like tan limestone uh, brickwork, and sort of taking a step back giving the and looking over the trap again you can tell this trap's meant for a hallway that's maybe you know 45 degrees tilted and you sort of chip away a little bit more and you find that there's and you're chipping kind of away from the spike here and you find that there's a narrow doorway that leads into complete darkness does flint see this yeah um, I've been waiting forever for a chance to use this trait, but um, I have stone cunning, which like lets me, you know, gives me like a bunch of advantage on identifying the origin of any stonework. Um, so I'd like to kind of take a look at it and see if I can determine uh what its origin is. Okay, that's yeah. really specific. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, well, it's a dwarven trait. And uh, when he's getting close to it, since Kilim didn't get a chance to scare the goblin. Uh, shadow just starts oozing from the stone and from under the doorway and like coming out and <laughs> kind of clawing towards him. Well, let's see how this plays out, but I rolled a 17. Okay. So I imagine you're probably spooked at first, especially sort of like peering in this darkness. Um, this sort of glaring narrow like half door that's half unearthed. Um, yeah, especially because you start hearing Shadow kind of giggling in the background. <laughs> I mean, if you're particularly perceptive, though, you, you know, definitely Flint does kind of bolt for a second, bolt upright, but then he's just like, ugh. You said you got a 17, rather? Yeah. Okay, so you've studied this type of stone before. Maybe it was sort of, you know, basic ed education in whatever level of education you went through that was influence not much i'm sure it was third grade dwarven <laughs> public education but this this stone this sort of tan limestone comes from the far east all of this is something you know already but this actually comes from the badlands uh specifically an ancient civilization known as the ion civilization okay 
Um, yeah, Flynn will just turn back to the group to say it. It appears the origin of this stone is from the Badlands. Um, I don't know what it means, but I remember it was associated with uh, the A Aeon Clan? Ion Clan? Something like that. I don't quite remember everything from that particular chapter, but uh, yeah. Anybody with history can give me a history check for the Ion civilization. I'll give that a crack. I assume that uh, the Goliaths, when they were interested interested in expanding back in the day, probably did some world history stuff. Oh. I don't have history. Uh, like, I don't have any history, but I did travel a lot in my time. Sure. Go ahead and give me a roll. See see what happens. Okay. Can I cast Guidance on one of them? Sure. Okay. Who? Uh, what does Guidance add? A D4. Okay. Who are you casting it on, Star? Yeah, sure. Okay. 14. 14. Um, okay. With a 14, you know very little. You have heard, uh, perhaps on your travels, you, you shared charter passage, maybe going between Ve'eln, uh, the city of the Dragonfire Isles, and where your sort of home was, um, after the Feywild, of course. Uh, maybe you shared passage with an old historian who was reading a book on the Ion civilization, it sort of rambled to you. All you really know is it is the first recorded human civilization. Very, very old. I, uh, I'm going to relay that to my party members. Um, I say, these appear to be very ancient. Um, I once was on a boat with someone who wouldn't shut up about their book that they were reading. I guess I probably should have paid more attention to them, but it's the first known civilization. Is it safe to say that they're also responsible for these spikes as well? It's hard to say, but I wouldn't be surprised. These spikes are much older than this cave is itself. I thought it was a little misplaced that the craftsmanship was so intimate and the stonework in here is just rock. Because you said that the um, the metalwork came from like east and the other stuff came from the Badlands. So I'm guessing those are east. Yeah, yeah. The Badlands okay. is far east. Uh, north, north of Solspiria, the uh, Sun Elf or Soil uh, city. There is a door here, you said, right? There's a sort of open doorway that's about half open that Groth had revealed <clears throat> from taking his crowbar and prying off. Um, otherwise, so you like can also go further down the cavern into Rat Skull. There's a pathway that way as well. Does it look like anybody can fit through the door we just unearthed? I push up next to Flint and kind of look in. Uh, Shadow could fit in pretty easily. You all can squeeze into it. Groth might be a little hard, but... Damn right. For Groth, it'd be like crawling through. So... Do I see anything in there? Uh, give me a perception. Not great. Uh, eight. 
um, not a whole lot, really dark. You see black and white, and it seems to be just this open room, um, but the room is sort of perpendicular to you and sort of reorients itself. Well, do we continue down the creepy cave, or do we go into the creepy hole in the ground? A question as old as time. <laughs> well, I've fitted a tighter holes before, if you know what I mean. Well, I know what you mean, brother. Star I don't know what you mean. Again. Please explain it no, to me. Okay, okay, explain it, please. In violent <laughs> detail. Violent? <laughs> In wet, sloppy detail. Viscous detail. <laughs> Viscous, right, yeah. <laughs> Star throws up a third time. I, I think I think you guys should explain that one for everybody else, because that should be really um, funny. I was looking on Hulu for something to watch, and it, I came across this survival show, and I was just, like, going through, and... And it was supposed to say like surviving like a vicious storm, but they just said it just said viscous, and I sent it to Zane because I was like, "What the fuck? It's super gross." It's like a KY jelly storm. <laughs> yeah, <or something>. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> it's raining like goop. I'll send it in the Absolute chat. Absolutely worst. It'd be like getting caught up in a gelatinous cube. Oh god, yeah, right. that's gotta be like if if a, a D and D monster was real, other than like obviously monsters that would are way too high class for me like dragons and beholders like a gelatinous cube is actually probably the worst way to go like it's just pretty hot just dissolve imagine all the like dead spiders and stuff probably in it too <laughs> i don't i think at that point that doesn't matter the spiders can't move imagine freely all the through dead the spiders cube. and onions in their tanner <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> no please spiders and onions <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying because of the onions. <laughs> I'm pooping because of the spiders. <laughs> um, yeah, which hole are we going into? The big one or the small one? The viscous the back one. door. The back door. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> what, the, what would you call it? The gentleman's door? That's still. <laughs> Do you want me to spit on it so we can all fit in easier? Stupid. <laughs> okay, I think we should clear the rest of this before going into this passage that was wasn't even un like uncovered because it's probably not. I mean, I don't know. There might be less of a chance of something in there that could hurt us, but if we clear things and we know that we're, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any more spell slots. Not that those are like particularly important for me. But um, that's true. Me too. I have almost <laughs> all my spell slots. Not that that's many. So. so should we clear the rest of the cave out and do like a long rest or something? Or if, if you guys yeah. want, I have a feeling that we're going to go down there and get our shit fucked, though. So Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I just don't know about doing a long rest here in here. I don't know. Do a long rest in the scary like crack in the wall. Yeah, I feel like the yeah. crack yeah. in the, the wall is the more dangerous of the two. Nah. Let's. You want to just like take a peek up ahead and see what's going on. Well, why would it be more dangerous? We could try. The guys in there are super old. <laughs> um, it's a bunch of old geezers. Hey! <laughs> that, was, that was really stupid. I love it. Get out! Oops. In my hometown, <laughs> when you get old enough, they just throw you out in the snow. I also was not Shadow saying that. Just so you know. She wouldn't necessarily think that's more dangerous. <laughs> I don't know if I'm late to this party. If you move your character token while you're moving, if you right-click, it shows the footage or the distance. Oh, interesting. If you do yeah, what? Cool. 
If you right-click while you're dragging your character token around on roll 20, it'll show the distance. Huh. Yeah, while you're moving. I do that on accident yeah. all the time. Hmm. Yeah, I just figured it out by accident. It's kind of cool. Uh, Flint is going to stealth up and peek around this corner. Give me a... Yeah, I'll take a look out ahead. Give me a stealth and a perception check. Stealth. Uh, 21 for stealth. 16 on perception. Okay, I'm going to move your character just a little bit just so you can see what I'm describing yeah. to you. You peek ahead and look around the corner as the cave turns suddenly to the left and then again to the right. You see a bugbear that is sitting on a chair overlooking the hallway that you're in. He doesn't seem to notice you, but behind him stands a door, clearly excavated from the cave. A three-foot-high palisade of spiked wood gives him some cover and makes it so it seems like it might be difficult to rush towards him. The cave then, uh, alternatively, uh, the pathway trails off to the right before the door this creature guards. Do I see Groth or uh, Shadow from where I'm at? Sure. Yeah, Groth meant to be following you a few okay. paces behind. I'll look at Groth and tap my head. What's up, big man? Uh, and it'll just relay what I saw. Looks like we got another one of those big fuckers. And that was another excavated doer. That was off to the right when you going in. As you turn to the, Wait, you go through the spiked hallway. You turn to the left, and then it immediately veers uh, to the right and starts to go further north in the cave. Um, what I will say is this bugbear doesn't look as big as uh, Big Hand Willie, but definitely more dangerous than a goblin. Well, I'm close to you. I can't see you, but I'm very close to you. Is it because I'm in darkness or something? Is that what this is on the map here? I don't know. I can't see things from... Let's just theorize it. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll kind of... I'll gesture up at the bugbear and kind of like motion like I can lead him back here if you want. Go for it. Or be ready. Okay. Uh, and I'm I... obviously ready up in action. Sure. Can I get sneak attack? How does that? How does sneak attack work if you're not a rogue? You're only rogues get sneak attack. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Yeah. But um, okay, cool. Uh, I mean, if you sneak up, you might get advantage. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna stand up and say, "Ah, oh, you big bastard!" and throw a hand axe at him. Okay, roll to hit. All right. And ass. Oof, seven. So you take your hand axe and you throw it towards the bugbear and just sort of whoop, 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 and it sticks into the wooden palisade and the bugbear looks up at you, snaps his neck, pulls a javelin out of the barrel he's in and you hear him let out a loud scream um, and he cocks his arm back to throw a javelin at you and we'll roll initiative next week on the Reroll Podcast. And that is our new outro theme by St. Gary. I don't know what you're going for. Do we have the copyright for that? 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Hit with no, it. I'm pretty sure that's. I'm pretty sure that just sounds like the Inception music or something. Cut his mic. Zane's already filing a DCMA on himself just to be safe. <laughs> against myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take this bastard down. That's how you know you've made it as a podcast. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you like their content. We are hellbets on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.